1: People were just pawing at Chris Jones, just pawing at him. You know, he's trying to put his roast beef on. He's trying to scoop his mashed potatoes. He's trying to get his peas and carrots, because this is a typical Saskatchewan meal. And he's, like, smiling. Oh, yeah, we're gonna be good. We're gonna be a good one. Yeah, we're gonna be chopping wood. Coffee turned around and goes, you're gonna get tired of that crap real fast. And Jones is like, nope, just like home. Nope, just like home. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Tuna, can you hit the quick six show horn? Please? Tuna, please. So where where I say this show is a little different. Actually, it's a lot different than all the rest, Darren. I'll, I'll tell you this. This morning, I was running away, pounding away on the treadmill at Johnny O's. And he does the thing where he stands on the next treadmill. See how it, it's never boring in our life. It's always new, you know. Johnny O standing on the next treadmill, and I'm giving her on the way to running four miles. And Johnny said, and by the way, he's just Joe, Joe Florida. I mean, he looks like he's an action figure. He's just, he's ripped, he's cut. He's 63 years old. He's from Boston originally. Whips around in a Mercedes convertible, owns a gym. What more do you want to know about Johnny O? Today he was telling drinking stories of being with Dan Marino. Anyways, he's like, What'd you get up to last night, Rad? Did you watch hockey? And I'm literally, I'm trying to run. I'm like, <laughs> what did we do I can't even because I'm, I'm so focused on today and tonight and this show like for a million dollars I couldn't tell you what the hell we did last night and then I was like oh yeah I watched Pittsburgh and Montreal play and, uh, and then I had to ask Serena what, the, what else did we do and she was like what's the double shot of Shameless and she's like and then I went to bed So that's the one thing where my mind is. I don't know about yours. I can't even literally remember what I did last night. I've reached that age of I finally figured it all out and then forgot where I put it. That's one. And two, I told you this morning that my phone's been going off with all these football guys that want to talk. And I'm like, no, 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 Jose. I didn't hear from you guys for six months which is fine, you were busy doing your thing, but now they're not doing anything. Their season's over, they want to talk, they're like old women. Sorry, old women! But they want to sit around and gossip and talk. I'm like, no, I'm not answering the phone. And as you said very aptly before the program today, you were like, (laughs) people want to talk, they want to talk now, so you can't, so you get back to them like seven, eight hours later. Oh yeah, what were you blowing my phone up about? I'm free to talk now. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Isn't that just the way now? Hey,
2: they can't remember, or they're like, Well, I'm busy now, so I don't have time for you know what I mean. And they feel or they feel me. aggrieved, you know. And it's
1: just like, Yeah, that's how oh, it goes. It's in just, oh, it's just, oh my god, world. you gotta let it go. And the other thing is like putting your phone away. You know, I we will get into the quick six here, but I'm, uh, trust me, I'm not on my phone anywhere near as much as I used to be and just staying off social media because I was saying to, to Johnny, he's a Bruins fan, but he's the guy that said he doesn't really follow it anymore because there's too many teams and the players all look the same and I, and I can't argue with him. And I said, oh, I saw this morning that your Bruins lost in overtime to New Jersey and uh, somebody wrote on Twitter that the Bruins are frauds. And he goes, how can they say that? They took it to overtime. They're still the Bruins. And I'm like, what? Well, it's just all these opinions. So I... For the most part, stay away from it all, from what I used to. And then I completely missed that the World Junior Cuts were made last night. I don't even know how it came on my radar like an hour ago. I had to completely rejig all of my Quick 6 show topics to put the World Junior Cuts in there. And it caught me a little off guard, but this is also how things change. Do you remember, are you old enough to remember, that they used to say Hockey Canada would not inform the World Junior Cuts late at night They always did it first thing in the morning. Do you remember that? Very first thing in the morning is when the cuts were made because they felt it would be dangerous to do so late at night because the players might injure themselves or harm themselves. Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, and I remember, used to remember, it was such a big deal, the cuts, and they would go and knock on everybody's door, right? And you'd film it, and you'd get the reactions, and it was always a big deal. They felt, though, I, I feel like now we're starting to see, oh, that's not right. We shouldn't be making them feel bad. So now it's just a press release. Here's the cuts. Here's the team. Move on. You know? And that's what happened. It was, about, it was. I think it was in the mid to late afternoon that it came out. Sometime after the game, kind of late afternoon, early evening um, that it came out. But, yeah, no more door knocks. No more drama around the cuts. It's just, here it is, boring to you. And, I. you know, is what it is.
1: At least, if they could find a way to not announce who the cuts were, I'm sure they'd try to find it. They probably tried to find that in today's society, but it, it, it hit the news wire at 8 p.m. Eastern, if anybody cares. So that's when they came down, and I completely missed it this morning until till like an hour ago. So that's, the, uh, that's what you run. And, and again, I missed out on the whole Tommy Cutlets you know, phenomenon. i got to thank my guy, Chris, from the Bronx, who you met. And he was telling me all about Tommy Cutlets. I'm like, what are you talking about? tommy devito and his agent and i wasn't up on all that there's a lot to stay up on tuna you're still there can you hit the quick six show horn and we'll get down to business now our our thank you so this is so last night but it was a tough night for the montreal canadians but a history making one for Sidney crosby sydney kid tied former teammate mark Reckey for 13th most points in nhl history with 1,533 in the 4-3 shootout win over Montreal. And also, as I mentioned, the Devils beat Boston 2-1 in overtime. The, uh, we're gonna, these will be reflected later on in our NHL Top 5, Bottom 5 for Bet Regal. We're going to do it a little later. The Winnipeg Jets beat the LA Kings 5-2. Gabriel Velarde had a goal and three assists for a career-high four points in his impressive return to LA. Kings, of course, acquired him. Uh, So King sent him to Winnipeg for Pierre-Luc Dubois in the summer. How about those Jets? They rallied from a two-goal deficit to finish their West Coast road trip with three out of four wins. And are you noticing the Islanders won their fourth in a row, 4-3 over Anaheim. The Islanders now 9-1 and 4 in their last 14 games and just four points behind the Rangers for first in the Metropolitan Division. That wasn't all the games, but those were some of the highlights. And before we move on to some other things, Um, how about those Jets? I'll tell you right now, they're the best team in Canada. I voted for them in that yesterday. I don't, you may or may not agree, because I know Vancouver's hot. They've won four in a row. But if I was the Jets, if anybody's watching or listening in Winnipeg right now, back off and let them do their thing. Because you know people are going to say, what can we add? What can we do? What what does this team need at the trade deadline? Uh, Apparently Nothing. They've gone through all the Renos, man. Just let them play. What do you think?
2: Yeah, sometimes it's a, it's a good lesson and you just have to let things run their course a little bit and have patience and trust and also understanding what moves need to be made but not over-tinkering with your lineup, right? Some very small moves were made by this Jets team. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois out, Wheeler out. Locking up Hellebuck and Shifley, letting things run their course, giving your coach some space, you know, to do his thing um, and deal with family issues, come back, you know, it really is starting to feel like this is a team again, a real team with an identity and they're all together. And these are really, really good things. They're building some strong momentum. It's fun to watch.
1: Uh, Trent in Norway. He is with us today. Hey, Trent in Norway. I don't have my Norwegian flag, but trust me. Uh, he says, Norway here. The Jets are taking off. <sighs> Moose is wearing the proof. The Oilers are coming back. The Canucks are doing well. And Connor Bedard needs help. In Chicago, hail Canada's NHL teams. Stay well. Trent in Norway. I got all the sound effects out. Don't worry. Trent in... Uh, sorry, uh, John Ohm. Um, says you got that right, Rod. Let the Winnipeg Jets do their thing. No, 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 no. I'm pretty much always right. It just takes people some time to catch up. Hence, talking about Paul Coffey being the greatest hire on the Oilers bench, and everybody was laughing at me, and now they win eight in a row, and everybody's saying one of the biggest reasons, Paul Coffey. Okay. Robert. Campbell in Las Vegas writes in, and he says, Velarde, revenge game. Yeah, I get it. He goes back and wants to shove it where the sun don't shine. But whatever your motivation, I'll say this before I move on. uh, When all those years that I spent in junior hockey and pro football, everybody's, well, he's just playing hard because he's trying to get a contract. Or he's just playing hard because it's his draft year. Or he's just playing hard because this was his old team. I don't care. Whatever life. Under your ass, I'm all for. I don't care. Because a lot of guys need that. So if it was a revenge game, then it worked. To football, backup (laughs) quarterback. I looked up the quarterbacks for tonight's Thursday night football game and almost puked. Backup quarterback, Easton Stick. How about that? Can we check his passport? That's his real name. Easton Stick starts that? in place of the of the injured Justin Herbert as the Los Angeles Chargers visit the Las Vegas Raiders in tonight's NFL contest. The Raiders haven't announced their starting quarterback. Vegas could, well, this is what this says. They're usually wrong, though. The Raiders haven't announced their starting quarterback. They could stick with rookie Aiden O'Connell, who has started the last five games, or turn back to veteran Jimmy G, who has been benched since week nine. The reason I puked was because I looked it up on my The Wonderful Score app. Here's a little marketing shtick, everybody. You would wonder why The Score needs to advertise. But I see their ads, even down here in South Florida for The Score, and it says The Goat of Apps. you damn right it is. I'm on that thing. I don't know about you. I'm on there 20, 30 times a day, The Score. But they still advertise. Coke still advertises. Who doesn't know what Coke is? But I looked at the starting quarterbacks for this game tonight. I'm like, who? Easton Stick? That's a hockey stick. Easton Stick. Or at least it was at one time. And Aiden O'Connell? These guys aren't even household names in their own house. This is not, and not to mention, both teams are 5-8. and eight. AFC West Battle. Um, give me a reason, Darren, to watch this game.
2: I can't. I can't. Um, I, did, I did see a photo. Somebody photoshopped an old Easton Synergy hockey stick into Easton Stick's hand, and they said, Easton Stick with an Easton Stick. And it was pretty funny. Jeez. I kind of liked it. but like, It is good. I know. It's tough. Brandon Staley's not going to be coaching this team next year in, uh, in L.A. with the Chargers. I can't imagine. We don't know what Vegas is going to do moving forward. Um, It's just really, really tough. I feel like if you want to, you know, play with Jimmy G at all moving forward, I think you got to just ride it out with him, but probably moving on from him too. And uh, not a lot of reasons to watch tonight. It's unfortunate, but probably won't be tuning in.
1: From the audience, from the cheap seats, Kevin, the medium checks. in. he says the Canucks are by far the best team in Canada. Not only top Canadian team, they have the top players in the stats. Thank you, Kevin, but unfortunately, you're an irrational fan. You know that. And I can't go by what you say because you're irrational. And you know that. I say that tongue-in-cheek. I love you, Kevin. You know that. But you're a Canucks fan, so I can't go with what you say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not sorry. From Al Broderick writes in and says, advertising works. That's the interesting thing, though. The score doesn't need to advertise to me with however this AI-generated algorithms thing go. They wouldn't be advertising to me if they were checking my phone and saw that I open the app 30 times a day, at least. Oh, heard this one today. Uh, Jeff, the Stams fan, writes it and says, remember when they said the New England Patriots will start backup quarterback Tom Brady? Well, they didn't say that because he came in in the middle of a game for Drew Bledsoe, Jeff, the Stams fan. And if you're saying Easton, Stick, or Aiden O'Connell are the next Tom Brady, I'll tell you what, do me a favor, and you watch the game, and you come back here to come back tomorrow and rub it in our face because I don't think that's going to happen. Ryan in Toronto says, I had an Easton for street hockey. What I remember is Wayne Gretzky. First, the Red Titan, of course, but then the silver Easton Stick. He's the guy I think of when I think of an Easton Stick not the quarterback of the Los Angeles. What would you rather have, an Easton stick or Easton stick? I'll go with the hockey stick. I'll go with the aluminum one. And by the way, that's our poll question today for our friends at Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. And boom, 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 boom. What do we have here? I'm just getting the sample size on Twitter. You people are saying 65% of you are saying the Las Vegas Raiders, Oop! caught myself. Las Vegas Raiders, 65% of you saying they will win the game tonight. We'll be back with uh, more. Got our NHL top five, bottom five on the way. Canada's World Juniors team has been named. We got CFL news to get to. Oh, and believe it or not, believe it or not, I do have thoughts on Draymond Green being suspended indefinitely by the NBA, and you might be surprised. And they're good. So stick around. We'll be right back here on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.
3: Need a champion for your
1: charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus, with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, Do it with one stop. EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit EMJMarketing.com. For the
2: ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call Click Granger.com or just stop by
1: Granger for the ones who get it done RP show continues from South Florida. That's one half of the show. Moose is in Toronto. We're talking sports. And a lot of Canadian sports, because that's uh, the basis of our audience. Largely, we're also airing in 31 U.S. states. And as we've learned, those people like Canadian sports. That's why we do what we do. Moose is in Toronto, as I said. Let's bring him on in here. And I got some spicy text messages have come in. They're actually not that bad. Um, But I'll say, I was saying to Darren how windy it is here today. Like unreal wind. That's why I moved the show here Uh, out of where I normally am because of wind. 902-518-3033, the Sober Carpenter text line to reach us here. This morning, I was at the Cadillac dealership in Delray Beach. Look it up. Serena had to drop off her car, so she asked me to come up and pick her up and bring her home. And while I was waiting, while she was checking her Cadillac in, I was talking to the attendant, like the valet. They do things differently here. And uh, he says to me, no top on the Jeep, of course. He goes, How's that thing in the wind? I said, a hell of a lot better than the rain. And he thought for a second. He's like, I get it. He's like, cool as hell, though. I said, yeah, buddy. It sure is. Speaking of cool, Ryan Thomas writes in, former Regina Pats hockey player on the Sober Carpenter text line. He has a message for Kevin the meeting. He says, actually, Kevin, statistically, Toronto has a higher winning percentage than Vancouver. Four points back at the Canucks with three games in hand. How about that? And I'll just say, they kind of sound... I don't know what, 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 what the word is for it. Because I'm trying to get my head around... Because Tommy Ryan is not a fan. He played major junior hockey at a high level. and I think he was our captain for a while. But he should know it doesn't matter. Like, if Vancouver craps the bed and doesn't make the playoffs, which is usually what they do, we're going to sit back and go, we were the number one team in Canada December 14th. (laughs) Who cares? Why do people care so much? Like, it's not like the college football playoff, which incidentally, I don't know, you're probably not following this. It comes up on my timelines. But Kirk Herbstreit, the college guru, college football guru, who will do color tonight, of this chargers raiders game in vegas he said he goes i'm on the voting committee and i didn't put fsu in because they're not one of the best four teams right now period what don't you get washington alabama texas michigan they're the four best end of story quit bitching until the criteria becomes the most deserving eh, maybe you got an argument but right now you're not top four this is canada's version of the college football playoff argument. Who's the best team in Canada in December? Change my mind. It's not
2: about standings. That's the thing. When we say who's the best team (laughs) today, you have to throw standings out the window because what it comes down to is if the teams played each other, who would win? There's a real good argument to be made about Edmonton, about Winnipeg, about Vancouver, and about Toronto. The others hard to make that argument but with all four you can make the case
1: i'm smiling because i'm having so much fun because kirk from toronto writes in you're not gonna want to miss this we'll push our top five bottom five in the nhl to next hour just to keep everybody hanging on the edge of their seat because clearly they all care but kirk in toronto writes in regarding these backup quarterbacks starting tonight and i've already forgotten their names Kirk says, hey, Rod, nobody heard of Danny DeVito either, and he's won three games in a row for the lowly New York Giants. Okay. That? It's It's Tommy DeVito, not Danny DeVito. And without, without a word of your, a lie, he has a cousin named Danny DeVito. But the quarterback's Tommy does. Jr. Yep. Yeah. Chris Sanford said the exact same thing. Of course, that's what he said. Of course, he does. So you don't still don't know his Kirk. You don't know his name, but it is like the hottest story in sports right now. And to be honest, it scares me a little bit. I was, I was telling Darren this, and Joe, our guy, our business guy in the morning meeting, with Yahoo Canada Sports going down the crapper, which it has. They folded up their department. It's the most horrible thing for Canadian sports and the CFL and sports that we love because what, what are they going to start carrying in Canada? U.S. sports coverage, college football. Why did I see the Kirk Street story? Because it was a Yahoo story, and that's where I get my emails. So I call up Yahoo. First thing, Kirk Street calls out FSU fans. I'm like, oh, I got to read this. Huh? Click on it. So I'm still trying to figure out, frankly, Why so many people care. College football playoff, I I totally get it. I I do. Who's the most best team in Canada in December? I don't understand why people care so much. (laughs) And clearly, I never will. So, yeah. Ah, John in Edmonton writes in and says, rumor has it that the CFL schedule will be released today. This is according to the play-by-play announcer for the Calgary Stampeders. Mark Stephen. Well, last, I would assume we would know by now, people would have blown up my phone if the CFL schedule came out. And I can't base this show on what might happen. So I guess we'll be talking about it tomorrow. Um on a football Friday, by the way, John Ohm, Ohm, says, wow, can you ever hear that wind at Rod's place? Grab a surfboard, bro. I know. That's why I moved it up closer to the house out here on the line A. Because in Florida, they call a covered patio. A lanai. I call it a line A, and nobody knows but me. And a few others. (laughs) Okay, Darren, I'm going to move on. Now, Again, people said, you're not going to grow in the United States, talking about the CFL and Canadian sports. And I said, I don't want to grow in America. We're good. You do you. Point four. Macklin Celebrini will be on the plane to Sweden. The 17-year-old presumptive number one pick in the NHL draft next summer was named to Canada's 22-player roster on Wednesday night. The smooth skating center from Vancouver, sits second in NCAA scoring this year. He's part of a group led by three teammates with NHL experience. Forwards Owen Beck and Fraser Minton and defenseman Tristan Luno set to compete at the Under-20 Showcase, the World Juniors, in Sweden beginning Boxing Day i'm going to read off the names of who made the team owen allard easton cowan nate danielson jordan dumay connor geeky carson rakoff matthew savoy matthew wood braden jagger round out the forward group the cuts were denver barky jagger furkus paul lidwinski and marcus viticek the defensemen are these Oliver Bonk, Jake Furlong, Maverick Lamoureux, Denton Matechuk, Tanner Molendyke, and Noah Warren. The cuts from the blue line were Michael Buchinger, Jorian Donovan, and Ty Nelson. The three goalies are Samuel St. Hilaire, Scott Ratslaff, and Mathis Russo. The goalie cut was Dominic DeVincentes. That's all we'll talk about it because I will say this. I know it's huge, very huge in Canada. Chris from the Bronx said to me, when you talk to that junior hockey man, you lose me. So I get that, but that's why we push it all into our World Junior Special, which will air Boxing Day and then I believe re-air on the 28th. We got Craig Button lined up for that. We got the voice of the Moose Job Warriors. James Gallo and other special guests lined up for that particular program. So that's... Any thought? I mean, we covered this right off the top. I think why I got stung by this or missed it was I was expecting cuts in the morning. It, they never used to do this. Uh, yeah, I know we got to speed up. I, I, and as a matter of fact, we talked about this. If we want to, We'll talk about it next hour if anybody cares. CFL News, Canadian ride receiver T- uh, Tyson Philpott, who caught the game-winning pass in the Grey Cup, has signed a one-year contract extension with the Montreal Alouettes. Stanford Cardinal receiver Alec... A.O. Manor is the 2023 John Cornish Trophy winner. The six-foot-two, 200-pound sophomore from Medicine Hat captured the honor Wednesday. The award presented annually to the top Canadian playing NCAA football and is named after John Cornish, the Stampeders great. Again, A.O. Manor from Medicine Hat. And the Hamilton Tiger Cats have re-signed Canadian offensive lineman Brandon Revenberg to a two-year contract. The 30-year-old from Essex, Ontario, was set to become a free agent in February. I wanted to spend some time on this topic, Darren. I said I had some thoughts on Draymond Green. You wouldn't believe it that I would, but I do. Here's the story. The NBA has handed down its punishment for Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green. He's been suspended indefinitely by the league less than a day after he hit Phoenix Suns center Yusuf Nurkic in the face. The suspension began immediately, and the league says Draymond Green will have to follow, uh, will have to complete several steps to be reinstated. So this morning, it gives me show content when I'm running on the treadmill, either watching SportsCenter on ESPN or listening to ESPN radio. And I want your take on this because the hosts, again, this is why I think I was put on this planet in this role, given this platform. They didn't know what they were talking about. I don't know, Draymond Green from Adam just watched him play games, but they're upset that he's suspended and he gets to still practice with the team. I guess he's got court-ordered or not league-ordered, not court-ordered. There's a difference. NBA-ordered therapy and counseling sessions. And the host of the show, Evan Cohen, says counseling's not going to help him. He's never going to change. What do you think I thought? Ding! You're wrong because I changed. So as long as I do, did, I will think anybody can. And two, Chris Canty, football guy, former Dallas Cowboy, he goes, uh, he thinks it's BS that he's going to be allowed to practice while he undergoes this therapy and counseling. And I'm like, when I was undergoing it, after serving a one-day suspension, I convinced my bosses that I needed to be on the air. I can do this. But the best thing for me to be, is to be on the air and I'll go through the therapy, the counseling, whatever you mandate, and I'll get better, but don't take me off the air. Because that was was best for me. And they agreed. So I went through all of that, and nobody knew. Or at least my family knew, but the public didn't know. And I'm not saying every player should go through that, but that's what I needed. So who are they to say that Draymond Green shouldn't be allowed to practice while he undergoes this? The fact that he's missing it, it's about the embarrassment of being suspended as much, or more than how long the suspension is or how he goes through getting over it that's my thoughts you
2: yeah everybody's different in what they need and you know the goal here it's not really to punish Draymond Green right he's a star he's a personality Um, everybody who talks about um, conversations they have with him say that they're engaging and they and they want to have more Draymond Green good person all the rest of that but the behavior and the stuff that's happening on the court is getting out of control. It's grabbing t- opponents by the neck. He's, you know, um, stuff with LeBron, this incident, it's becoming too frequent. So it's not about punishing him. It's about rehabilitating, getting rid of the behaviors that are problems and getting the good Draymond Green back on the court. So whatever is best to achieve that is what they need to do. And if they think keeping him with his team, practicing, plus therapy is what's best
1: then who are we to say it's not and that's my point these guys how many times have i said to you these guys on these shows are fantastic it's espn for the love of god but i'm like you guys need to slow your roll when it comes to discipline therapy counseling and recovery because you don't know what you're talking about so those are my thoughts on that and thanks for coming to my ted talk uh by the way jason in red deer writes in from the puck and pigskin podcast that he says forgive the dumb question but why is connor bedard not on the world junior team i'll forgive it immediately jason because that's big balls by you to ask that question to have the courage to ask it it's okay no dumb questions here but connor bedard has been there done that i did just talk to craig button about it yesterday he set the all-time record for points by a world junior for canada for anybody Ever. He's got back-to-back gold. He done. Bye. See ya. There's no need for him to go. And nobody would argue that. See you hour or two, Moose. Later. Scott Laughlin joins us next. Love this guy from Sirius XM, NHL Radio. Right after this brief pause, we are live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me, or email PetersonRecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. Talking hockey in paradise, our team's on the road tonight. Panthers at Vancouver, where Bobby Lou will be honored by the Canucks, and the Lightning are at the Oilers. Joining us to talk NHL is our guy, Scott Laughlin. He doesn't know it, but I feel like I talk to him every day because I hear him every day on Sirius XM NHL Radio. Scotty, welcome to the program. Please finish this sentence for me. The best NHL team in Canada is blank. And why?
3: Well, the best NHL team in Canada right now, if we're going off recency bias, Rod, I think has to be the Edmonton Oilers. It's not going to be reflected in the standings as of yet but they are the hottest team in Canada right now. As we speak, eight straight victories. Uh, after tonight, they could be back into a playoff spot. It's somewhat remarkable to think that, but with Arizona coming back and Edmonton surging, it might just be a matter of time. So, look, I think Chris Nablock took over the Edmonton owners at exactly the right time. I think we knew that they've got way too much talent to be floundering uh, like they were. Stuart Skinner looks like the all-star he once was, and I think he had it all up. And right now, the team that's playing the best The best team right now in Canada, I think the Edmonton Oilers.
1: How about that? Because I said the Jets, Darren said Vancouver, and he's in Toronto. You'd get an argument from Leafs fans who just spanked the Rangers. How nice is it to actually be able to have a debate around
3: this? That's pretty nice. Yeah, it really is. And look, I think Winnipeg has come out, and they've proven to your point too, Rod, that they're going to be a contender in the Central Division. I'm not sure that we thought that coming into the campaign. I thought we thought it was going to be Colorado and Dallas or Dallas and Colorado, and uh, then the race would be on for third. I think many people, including yours truly, had Minnesota finishing third because that's what they do. Minnesota gets 100 points. They get to the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're bugaboo like the Toronto Maple Leafs so often, uh, of course, has been getting out of the first round. But Minnesota's that type of team as well. They're going to be heard from. But right now, uh, to your point, Winnipeg's been very, very good. I think just based upon who's playing the best right now, though, over the last couple of weeks in particular, it's that team up there from Northern Alberta.
1: Just to go off the board for a moment, you spend so much time on the air with Mike Johnson. I actually tweeted at you, and we found out that his dad's from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Um, How does this guy... Listen, you and I flip the mic. We do our thing every day, and we go to bed in our own bed every night. This guy's everywhere. How does he do it? How does he? Is there three of them?
3: Well, I tell you what, yeah, he's getting ready to go over to Gothenburg, Sweden, to cover the World Junior Hockey Championship once again so well for TSN. Uh, You're right. I've said this to Mike before. I said, you must be traveling as much now as you did when you were playing in the National Hockey League, right? We know how it is. You're on the road for half the season. Uh, You get home and... I don't want to speak for Mike, but I know from my personal standpoint, if you're on the road for so long, you come back, it's an adjustment. There's no doubt adjustment from many different standpoints. So look, I'm proud of him. Uh, He's great to listen to. He knows his hockey. Very, very smart guy from Bowling Green, as he often reminds us. And you're right. He's been an Ironman. There's no question about it. Look forward to hearing his his world junior coverage once again.
1: Well, one thing I appreciate is a work ethic. He's got it, you have it, but I just can't believe how much this guy works. By the way, the World Juniors does not have a Conor Bedard this year. Um, what's your excitement level, 1 to 10, going into the tournament, uh, as opposed to, say, the last few years?
3: Well, it's always a 10 for me. I, I know there's no Connor Bedard. I heard you talking about it a little bit earlier, and you're right. He's been there and done that, what, 23 points in seven games, and... Uh, doing what he did with that highlight reel goal when Canada needed most going back to last year's tournament. So you don't have that guy, but you do have Macklin Celebrini. And Max Celebrini, yesterday in that pre-tournament game against the U Sports All-Stars, he was the best player on the ice for Team Canada. So you've got him, uh, the prospective top overall pick, uh, of course, at the, the draft in Vegas coming up in, in in June of 24. You've got him to look forward to. I was a little concerned, Rod. I'm not sure what your level of concern is, but they lost to the U Sports All-Stars yesterday 6-1. to This game was in doubt up until the third period. They gave up four unanswered goals in the third period. Now, granted, there were a handful of guys that didn't play for Canada in that game uh, that eventually will be playing for Canada when push comes to shove over in Sweden. But usually, you know, those games are competitive at the very least. Uh, I would say the fact that they were beaten soundly, Celebrini getting the lone goal for Canada... A little bit concerning. So let's hope that once they get back to playing against players their own age, Canada is going to be much better off.
1: Yeah, well, they don't have Bedard. They don't have Owen Power. They don't have NHL-caliber players that we've seen the last few years. So we'll see. It's just not the same. But we rely on TSN to tell us who these people are. That's what's wonderful about the World Juniors right now. I got one for you. You said you were a day one guy at SiriusXM NHL Radio. Am I right on that?
3: That's right. I was at XM Radio, and then years later, XM Merge was serious. But we started off, Rod, and we were called NHL Home Ice when we first started off, around 05, yeah. 06, coming off that work stoppage.
1: Okay, so the reason I ask that, and I should have known, because when those satellite radios came out, I was at the door of Peterbilt Trucking in Regina. I knew they were selling them. I was beating on the door the first day they had them because I wanted to get it, and I've never... Re- I should have bought that deal, $500 lifetime. But I didn't have $500, so I've spent thousands subscribing since. Anyways, I want your take on this as a guy that's been on that channel for so long. Ovi, you saw his quote that him and Sid saved the NHL, and I saw him get soundly dumped on for that, and I'm like, I don't think he's wrong. Let's think about where the NHL was at that time. I'm sure you guys debated it on the air, but your thoughts on Alex Ovechkin saying him and Sid saved the NHL when they came in
3: yeah look i understand what he's trying to say uh just like you know larry bird and magic johnson coming out when they did save the nba so to speak i think when it comes to the national hockey league rod my take has always been the brand has always been strong the league has always been strong the shield's always been strong uh, i think that they gave it a much needed boost at that time i think that they enhanced the nhl i don't necessarily think that they saved it i think that you know with all due respect you've got sid and you've got ov but there are always going to be these generational-type talents, thankfully, that are sport producers, and whether that's, you know, Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews or whomever, I think that they came around at the right time. I also think that they entered the NHL, Rod, at a time where the league looked at the product on the ice and said look we've got to change some things here there's too much hooking holding and obstruction going on on a nightly basis we want to open this thing up we want to see players skills come to the fore and i think with that clamp down on obstruction and hooking and holding and all the power plays initially that were given out no 506 and 07 before the players came around and adjusted i think that really enhance the NHL as well so I don't think the two players save the NHL I think the brand is too strong and it's been too big for too long but I think they really did give it the boost that it needed back then and if nothing else when you talk about Crosby and Ovechkin they enhance the NHL let's just put it that way
1: of course. Well, and as this is the one thing I've never figured out, you're not supposed to say these things. And as you know, in hockey, we're supposed to be modest and humble and demure, and most guys are. But you got Ovi say that, and that's uh, got a great talking point. And I don't necessarily think he's wrong. But on the point of Sid, I saw Pittsburgh come through here last week, and although they didn't win, Peng, uh, Panthers did. Sid still got it, man. He's still got it. How long do you think he's gonna play?
3: Well, we were just talking about that this morning on our program, Rod. I mean, they're, they're eligible to give him a contract extension, to talk extension with him coming up next summer. And again, I've always said about Crosby, the, the worst thing that happened to Crosby was the fact he was born on August the 7th, right? So he's got, got to wear 87 on the back of his sweater. He's got to make 8.7 on the AAV. I said the only thing that went wrong for Crosby was the fact that he wasn't born in September or October. Theoretically speaking, maybe he'd earn a little bit more money along the way, but in all seriousness, I mean, the guy's, what, 36 now, three points in Montreal at the Bell Center last night. He's on pace to score 50 goals this season, Rod. 50 goals, 94 points for a 36-year-old Crosby, Sid the Kid. I tell you what, this guy's still got a lot more left to give. The fact that Ovi's stuck on five goals this season to me is shocking, even at his age. But Crosby shows no signs of slowing down. He's been the one constant in an inconsistent season so far for the Pittsburgh Penguins who are starting to come around perhaps after a middling start to say the least. Uh, They're trying to find some consistency. Maybe back-to-back wins gets it done. I'll be interested to see what his extension looks like coming up as early as next summer.
1: Well, this is what I say, and you and I look at things, I think, fairly the same, at least from what I hear uh, of you, I think you do. You hear all this buzz and junk and crap on social media and even the analysts on TV. It's just talk. Watch the games. That's all you got to do is watch the games and make your own opinion. And Sid is still all that. That's all I'm saying.
3: No, I don't disagree. I think he had a fabulous season. If he keeps it up at this point, maybe he's a Dark Horse Heart Trophy candidate. Wouldn't that be something at the advanced age he's at right now? Again, it would seem to be unthinkable, but what we've seen in professional sports the last number of years, and obviously when you when you talk about guys who had longevity and were still great towards the end, you're probably talking about TB12 Tom Brady above everybody else. But the fact that he could still be a star at this age, what, 36 or so, uh, is, is really a credit to him. Not only to his talent, his God-given ability, but the fact that he's in tremendous shape and that work ethic, as we say, that fourth-line work ethic for a guy who's going to be a first-bound hockey Hall of Famer, it, it's almost an unbeatable combination, I think.
1: Fun to watch. Scott, i always treasure our chats with you. Keep it up, my man. Uh, Merry Christmas and enjoy the hockey. Thanks for the time.
3: Same to you, Rod. Thank you very much.
1: Sirius XM's NHL Radio, Scott Laughlin. Back with a sports update and audience takeover right after this. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. We're going to jump into a sports update right now for our friends at common crown brewing in calgary and landmark cinemas all across canada breaking news on this thursday two sponsors who previously pulled support for hockey canada when it was embroiled in scandal last year say they are backing the organization again Fast food chain Tim Hortons and telecommunications firm TELUS say they have reinstated their support for Hockey Canada, which they withdrew when the organization was accused of mishandling sexual assault complaints. Tim's spokesperson, Michael Oliveras says the chain made it clear it would only reinstate funding for Canada's men's teams when they regained the confidence of Canadians. He says Tim's reinstated its support because it appears Hockey Canada has made substantial progress toward that goal under new leadership. How about that? Good news. That? Way to go, Hockey Canada. Way to go, Tim Hortons and tell us. The Vancouver Canucks will honor ex-goalie Roberto Luongo before their game against the Florida Panthers tonight. Luongo will have his name installed in the team's ring of honor, but will not have his number retired. He spent part of eight seasons with the Canucks and now works with the Panthers' front office. Sports update brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas, in theaters now, Landmark Cinemas, Silent Night, from legendary director John Woo and the producer of John Wick comes this gritty revenge tale of a tormented father who witnesses his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire on Christmas Eve. Silent Night redefines the action genre with visceral thrill-a-minute storytelling. Check it out. Tell me what you think. I went. It was pretty wild. I'll tell you to go, but go with an open mind. Um. Hey, last minute of play in hour one. Moose will be with us in hour two. And uh, yesterday we taped our Cats and Bolts podcast on the Panthers and Lightning, and we've been trying to cram in as many Panthers alumni as we can, and we've had quite a few. Um, Bob, uh, Bill Lindsey, not Bob, he's still playing. Dale Talon, Ed Jominovsky, Jeff Chikrin, and uh, I asked for Roberto Luongo, and the person I was dealing with with the Panthers was like, He's a goalie. I'm like, so what? So am I. Which, by the way, you never were. You always are a goalie. Eh, He doesn't like doing interviews. And he's part of it. He's busy now. He's on the hockey ops side. I said, hey, I get it. It was like Mike Vernon in Calgary. He's weird. He's a goalie. We got to stop giving the club a bad name. Hour two coming up right after this brief pause on Game Plus and WQEE Radio.